This episode, I'm here with uh, Doug Trombino, Trombino's Barbershop. Good afternoon, everybody. Yeah, so uh, we're actually, you guys can't see it. <laughs> Even if you're watching, you can't see it, but we're, we're on the second floor, Doug's shop right here, and there's about to be a mega storm outside, so hopefully we're all right. Yeah, it's going to come through. It, it definitely always comes through I-95. We see it coming over this way, and then it comes down. It's going to hit hard. Yeah, well, it'll be uh, fun to watch, probably. Spring has sprung. Here we S are. Yeah, so, what, like, what's up, man? Where where are we, actually? Like, where are we in the world? Where are we in the world, physically? Yeah, where are we physically right now? Uh, well, <coughs> we're on the corner of Stony Hill Road and Yardley-Langhorn Road, specifically in Yardley, Lower Makefield Township. In, in the beautiful state of Pennsylvania. Yardley, PA, man. This is it's gorgeous here. Yeah, I'm so happy to be. What do you do here? Well, I'm a barber. Yeah. Well, I'm actually, I don't want to say I'm a barber. No, I, I wouldn't say I'm that. A, I'm a hairstylist. I am. I'm proud to say I'm a hairstylist. And truthfully, I, I haven't spoken about this much, right? So I've been doing hair for close to 20 years. And uh, the beginning stages of it, I was working in women's hair specifically, probably 90% women and guys that would come and get their haircuts for sure. But I wasn't proud to say I was a hairstylist, right? And, you know, now I am after 20 years of it, you know, doing women's hair specifically. And then now, basically 99% doing men's hair. Um, I've come kind of as one hairstylist and barber to become more or less like a uh, hybrid. Yeah. And I feel like this day and age, you need to be very creative with everything you do to make money and to make a, a, a name for yourself. And that's the path that I've chosen. I uh, I would say that's an accurate. You're definitely not a barber shop, but you are you are a barber shop. But I would say that you're. Um, you put your spin on it, like bottom line, you you take care of people the way you deem the level people should be taken care of in your eyes. Absolutely, the way I see it is. You know, I've, I've traveled a little bit of the world. You know, I've been to Europe. I've been to Italy, Spain, France, you know, all really cool places. I've seen the United States, like each coast. And, uh, you know, I've gotten my hair cut everywhere, everywhere I've been. Intentionally? Yes. Oh, that's, that's actually pretty cool. Well, yeah, because I don't know why. Why, why, see, why. why stick with what you have all the time? And when you have the ability to, in what you're doing... Why not venture out and see what other people are doing? This is actually a cool. This is actually a cool, a cool idea. I, I would when you go out and you, so like you go say you, you're in New Orleans and you're like I'm I'm gonna check out a shop down here. Yeah. What like how like how's that? Because obviously a lot of people would say, I would say 99% of people, myself included, go to the same person all the time. They trust that person. They know they can just go in there. They'll come out looking good. No stress. You know what? Thank, thankfully for social media, um, Instagram, you go check things out, honestly. Yeah. And then, you know, you have, all right, this guy cuts hair really cool. I think he'll give me a good haircut. I could really give a crap about the haircut, to be honest with you. Um, you know, if you're, not, if you're cutting hair right now and you're not doing a good job at doing it, then, you know, you're, you're not doing it, basically, because it's very, it's kind of, it's getting saturated, mm. the haircutting world. So if you're not... If you're not good, you know, you're probably in a place where, you know, there's a fa it's more or less like a factory. 
So, you know, what I look at is the cleansliness of the space that we're in, right? The language that's spoken in the space, you know, whether it be, you know, and respectfully, you know, all around there's different cultures and whatnot, whether it be like, yo, 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 or whether it be more polished or, you know, mm. what have you. You know, I, I'm not judging either or, but I just like, like to see what they got going on, what's their vibe, because their vibe is basically the, the area, right? Cause okay. The barbershop or small business is basically, uh, you know, the, the center of town, I feel, right? Okay. A lot of people come through. Yeah, so you're, you're saying, like, your local barbershop is, like, a good representation of, like, what the area is like. Absolutely. If you're trying to get a vibe. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, looking around, making sure there's no dust bunnies or hair bunnies in the corner. <laughs> right? <laughs> making sure they spray their stuff. Making sure they speak when they talk. Like, and not just, they don't just speak words. They have conversation like we're having. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Because if I'm spending money, I, I, I want to I have a good experience. Yeah, you, you do say, like, I would say conversing with you is probably a large reason why over the years I went from, like, the, like, the way we met, um, I knew your dad from back in the day. And then, like, I kn like, you would come in now and then, and I would, like, see you talk to, like, Mark or whoever at, like, mm -hmm. the restaurant, like, when you, your dad would be in there. And uh, then, like, I came in, and I, like, crossed paths with you at, a, like, another local barbershop because, like, you were back in the area. And you cut my hair one time, and I was like, damn. It's like, this is possibly the best goddamn haircut. And not only that, like, we, you were in a shop that, like, was a pretty reputable local shop. And, like, you, the way you delivered and packaged my haircut and, like, went through your process was like above and beyond what my normal experience was at the shop. Yeah. And I'm like, who's this? Right. Where, where did this, what industry, like, is this what we're doing here now? Is everybody doing this? And like, it was very clear. Not everybody else was doing it the way you were doing it with, you know, going through the actual haircut. It's a, the, the, it's an, it's a process. And you know, you, if you appreciate it, you know what I'm talking about. Well, quite honestly, and, uh, Andrew, I look at you a lot, man. Like, everything that you do, and I'm not just saying this because we're here. And we're <laughs> here and yeah, I'm, I'm paying Doug right to say this. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, man, the attention, the, the attention to detail that you have in your carpentry is spectacular. Yeah, we try. I, I should represent it, like, correctly. It's not just me. Um, I do represent, like, a large end of, like, the decision-making and, like, the growing of the actual business. Um, but as far as like, we, we make so much yeah. that like w what I do is like, I'm, I more so like bring the people together and organize them. And then like the end product is just like an exhibit of like my organization and their craft and ability as artisans. Like I, to be correct, I am a carpenter. Like I do, I can fabricate, but I'm not like in comparison to, like, everybody in the industry and, like, the local area, like, there are a lot of people above me in the chain of command. Well, forgive me for being so vague. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to, like, take no. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The detail that goes behind everything. And listen, hey, yeah. you're here with me right now. If they were here right now, I would give it to them also, but they're not, so fuck them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah, we try and, no, we try and spread the love. They're, they're hustling right now, I'm sure. But, no, that, like, I just see everything that you, and that inspires me. Like, when I, basically, the way I see things, right, when you want a good steak, we'll say, because it's easy and everybody can understand that, when you mm -hmm. want the best steak, right, where do you go? Yeah, where do you go for the best steak? 
I don't know, quite honestly, you know, locally, I'm sure, what is that, Rocco's? My son's name is Rocco, so I'll, I'll give that place a shout out. <laughs> Rocco's. Even though I've never eaten a French fry there or anything, <laughs> I hear it's good. Yeah. But I would go to Capitol Grill, Okay. quite honestly. I would go there because I know it's going to be an excellent steak. Or to be honest with you, where I would go is Center City, what is that place? Uh, um, the Frescos, Del, Del Fresco. Yeah, there's like Del Frescos. There's a bunch of places. I would there. go to Del Frescos. You know why? Because I know I'm going to walk in there, be treated properly. Not mm. that I need to be, mm. but just respect. Just like we're here. We're going to have the same conversation with some stranger. Right? Yeah. And then we're going to have a good drink. We're going to have a great steak, right? Yeah. You know we're going to have it, and you're going to pay the, the price for it. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I want in people coming in and haircutting. If they want a haircut and they know they need that solid, 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 solid haircut, I want to be the Del Fresco's, Del Frisco's of haircutting, men's haircutting. Truly, I really, I really want to be. I want mm. people to have that confidence in coming here, and I think they do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting side new. Dude, I, like, pinched my thing down like that. I just, like, squeezed it down. I'm getting good, good luck with this right here. Right and then... Here? Yeah, I just like pushed it down like this. I don't know. This here. Yeah, and then you can just turn that knob and just like if you turn those knobs, it like tightens the thing. I don't know. Fuck it. How's that? Yeah, no, I just I was just offering what I was what I was having success with. These chairs are great, but like we're having some difficulty with like (laughs) things turning on us. Yeah, whatever. It'll be fine. Um Yeah, so you got into like you so like you cut my hair at that one spot and then you disappeared on me. Um, doing going about your your life in the in the game personal life probably. Wow, wow. I think you you were at a. It was it was when his shop was over in like underneath the, in that basement place. Who's that? It was uh, John's. No, I wasn't there. I wasn't ever at John's there. I was. No? Uh, I quickly spent time at Bowen's. I mm. don't know if you were there with me. Maybe it was there. I was there quickly. Yeah, and we we passed through. Yeah, we we crossed paths. Joey, yeah, and Joey was cutting your hair, and you know, I I don't want to. I never wanted to step on any toes while I was there. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, things change. Yeah. Um, lessons are dealt, you know, to those usually not ready to receive them, and what. It was actually kind of like a pretty profound memory. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I do recall the instance where I like, he had like somehow, like somehow or another, like he had passed on cutting my hair and it wasn't nothing personal. And I like, I'd fallen, you were back in the shop and I was like, oh, I didn't know Doug was here. Had I known Doug was here, I wouldn't have like text Joey. Then all of a sudden I'm like in Doug's seat. Like, oh, well, this was a kind, you know, accident. And Joey was very apologetic. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, I know what just, this accident is, is a benefit to me. And then the next time I had come in, he was like, when I walked in, he thought like I was just hopping into his chair and right. I was just like, yo, what's up, man? And then I came right. and I had already texted Doug being like, yo, I'll be in in 15. Right. So he, he realized, he was like, oh, like it, it was that easy to like, what, you know, and like that's, that happens in our business, my business. I'm sure it still happens to you. It happens to us every day, but like that makes you, that reality, you know, that needs to happen to everybody every now and then. It makes you stay humble. You're absolutely right there. You know, that right there, it's just, it's just experience that kind of took over. And it wasn't, you know, it was just a natural uh, experience between you and I. Yeah. It, just ha- it wasn't me like, hey, fuck Joey, he sucks. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah. Joey's an excellent haircut. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it just. But 
sometimes just the customer service because I probably wasn't, I, I probably didn't have time for you, but I made time for you kind mm, of thing. Probably. And that's kind of the thing you, you make yourself available. I recognize the, the extra effort that went into what you were doing. And then you still gave me the Doug Trumpino special, as I call it. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this dude's swamped. He's the only person taking walk-ins. Even though nobody else has taken walk-ins, he's crushing it probably harder than that. Like, so, like, it's kind of yeah. funny. It's like there's, like, those stigmas that, like, I would always watch you work against. Or, like, I do, what was it? You, you one time you put, in the place that you were working at, you put your own lights in the ceiling <laughs> above your station because you wanted the lights a specific way. And I came in, and I was like, do you throw lights in here? And he's like, mm-hmm. And he, he knew, like, I was like, real, recognize real. Like, I know what you're up to. You don't have to tell me what's going on here. You wanted lights, and you were like, I'm getting lights in my ceiling. Like, Well, I asked for them, and he said yes. You yeah. know, it actually, no, it took a while to get them. But that, where I was, that back corner, was, it was awfully dark. And, uh, you know, man, like, if you're going to cut hair, you got to cut hair. You need everything. You need your scissors, you need your clippers, and you need light, right? A chair yeah. and, and, and whatnot. But without... Si Light number one, right? And then scissors and clippers. It's like, which pick which one you want that comes first, right? If I'm cutting hair in a dark place, it doesn't happen. I'm not giving a good haircut. I could give you a great haircut, but it's not, you know, not to my standard. Yeah. You know, talk about your business. Like, are you? Yeah, we do don't well work in the dark either. Yeah, we Zero. don't. We don't work in the dark. So if you don't have lighting, what do you do? Get it. Exactly. So. Boom. Thankfully, I got a lot of clients, and one of them is an electrician. And he's like, hey, Dougie, it's real dark in here. I'm like, I know. Tell me about it. So he goes, yeah, all I got to do is a, a hi-hat here, hi-hat there. I said, all right, cool. I said, hey, so-and-so, can I do this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Finally. So <laughs> it, took, it took a while for it to happen, but we got it, we got it done. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure people noticed. And I paid for it myself, too. Yeah. It came out of my pocket. That's interesting. Yeah, so I called it Doug's Barbershop. That, that little corner. <laughs> the little corner was Doug's Barbershop inside of the other where I was. <laughs> Satellite enterprise within an enterprise. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of like the mall has the food court. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, right. every, you got, like, a bunch of different. You know, it could work. It could work. Yeah, so from there, it was time. What if you did that? What if you built a barbershop and then, like, each station was just, like, you had like the samurai sword dude at one station. It was like you had like like <laughs> you had like every style of cut you could do, and you'd have like the samurai dude arguing with like the Puerto Rican guy doing the fades. Like it would just be like this weird dynamic, but family at the same time. And you're you're talking. This is my dream. You're talking, dude. About that'd be that'd insane. Be, yeah. be like, I'll come over and cut you with my sword. We can do anybody. <laughs> be like, I'll feed you up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just like, and oh man, which uh, you know, you know what it could be compared to. I don't know if you had this experience when you were a kid, but like we had, um, I forget, what, yeah, it, like for la for lack of remembering, I'm almost certain it was called kids cuts. Uh, yeah, I, I hope it was. Yeah, it was called kids cuts, but like each chair was like a whole different experience. Nice, you get a horse, and dude. Uh, there was like the horse, this animal, that animal, and dude, me and my brother, you, we jived hard on the frog. Because it was the most comfortable. It was wide. Yeah. You just chill in it. You didn't have to worry about, like, dozing off as it, like, falling off or anything yeah, for some reason. There was no unicorn you were looking for? No, man. There was the one horse, though. And I don't, like, the only two animals I remember was the horse and the frog. If I got the horse, it just, 
that wasn't a positive experience for yeah. me. Like if I had the, uh, yeah, I just yeah, wasn't. Yeah. It was like, dude, why don't you just have two frogs? Yeah, <laughs> right? or a toad. You know, a frog and a toad, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Kids cuts. It was over by Party City, by where uh, Harvest Grill is right Listen, now. Listen, one of those places, man. They, they used to turn up. down. They got to open up, man, because they would bank. I'm telling you, like, like a I kids' just, place. I just don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, you know how you Zero. would benefit of that. It wouldn't like it would take care of that like Every unnecessary year. service that you might be providing. I'm not saying like you appreciate all your clients, and if you have to cut some kids' hair, it's fine. But there is a person who out there like some motherly woman who's got like a kinder. Absolutely, that's what it demeanor. Means. Not that you're not friendly, but Patience. like you, you and a young a young man of the age of four might not have a lot in common. It's just the patience that it takes. And then also, like, I have to put out something that looks, like, really good, you know. And I get it. Like, you can't not, you know, I can't have a kid walk out going like this and then something happens. It would just, it would ruin my day. Then all of a sudden, my day's ruined. And then I have, like, a clients after that that, that may affect me, mm -hmm. you know. Because um, they do. You think about it. There's, there's days that, you know, you, uh, I've lost sleep over like a, a haircut that I've done and not let it would look terrible, but it was like if I could have did something like a tiny bit different, you know, we yeah. all, we all have those experiences in work. Um, that's an interesting, that's like an interesting perspective to have. Um, I just don't want that. And I have, uh, you know, having the guys that I have in my chair that fills up my book, you know, I'll wait till their sons get a little bit bigger. So they're ready. Yeah. What would you say? Like the eight, like, the age or, or the mature, like, what are you looking for? I would to like say, like, the earliest is, you know, like, if a four-year-old kid could sit still, you know, I would work, uh, I'm okay with that. So, yeah, for, uh, like, a well-behaved kid. A well-behaved four-year-old. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's. Not too much to ask for, man. You just want to cut a good hair. Anything under that. <sighs> Roll the dice. It's tough. It's tears and then an iPad and then the this and then the that. And then, right? The parent, well, well, I'm not going to say which one, <laughs> comes over and is like, I want it like this, like this, like this, not too short here, not too short there. And I'm like, man, or woman, which one? Whichever one of you, go sit down and let me cut this This kid hair. can't even sit still and you want him <laughs> to look like freaking Brad Pitt. Like, which one do you want me to do? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Mind you, half the too. time Brad Pitt has pretty good success with just like the uncleanliness look. Whatever with Brad Pitt. He's a chump. I'd whoop his ass. Yeah, do that. That's probably for a sure thing. I would not want to be Muay Thai kick, but you know, a little roundhouse, uh, roundhouse damage to the shin would be high in that in that yeah. engagement. Yeah, they're fun, but I'm an old man. I'm retired now. <laughs> <laughs> leave it for the kids. <laughs> you leave those games for the kids. Nah, I'm just joking. I like Brad Pitt. Yeah. We all, you know, he's Brad. You know, I just hate on him because he's a fucking stud, man, you know? Yeah, what's that mean? No hate. No hate at all. Just, what was your favorite Brad Pitt haircut? Do you probably Fight Club? Yeah, it was pretty badass. It was, like, spiky and enough. He just had, like, some crazy spiky, like, he like the way he walked. Like, look at the jacket I have on. I'm screaming Brad Pitt and Fight Club right now. I'm like, don't give a shit. Yeah. I look like I walked out of the movie Birdcage. Or something like that. Like, I have some, like, sort of, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. crazy jacket on here. Dude, I feel good in this jacket, though. It's for me. You look good in it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, you know what? Like, I have a, this is, like, one of those jackets that you only get to wear 
two, maybe five times a year if you're smart about it, if you're aware you still own it. Because it's like not heavy enough to keep you warm. So it's like, where do you wear it? When do you wear it? It's like a little windy out. It's like got to be like the perfect like three degree temperature right. or this jacket's useless. And it's like you're, it's like a work, yeah. it's a work jacket, but you're not getting it dirty. So oh, you can yeah. keep it looking good forever. Yeah. Like honest to God, I've, I've owned this jacket for a fair bit of time. And this is probably maybe like the seventh time I've owned it. I've worn it. Just caught my eye. <laughs> I know. I know. Dude, that's impressive. I think you did it. Good to go. Um, so when you came back to the area, like you were working at that other shop and like you decided, like, did you know you were like, dude, I, I got to like set my own shop up or was it like a turning point? Like, was there ever a time where like somebody could have created the environment that would have captured your employment or are you just the guy, like, a lot of times you find that, like, you're just the guy that just, like, you're going to be the, yeah, the king of the what? shop. <clears throat> like, to go through everything, right, we, I came back here from Naples, Florida, okay. right, sold a hair salon down there, did very well, it was fun, it was called Sphere Hair Salon. Mm -hmm. It was on uh, 8th Street and 12th Avenue South, Naples, Florida. Okay. It was, it was not knocked out. Um, I had an excellent clientele and whatnot, so... You know, through time, doing a lot of women's hair, we were like really working my hands, and my, my fingers started going numb, mm. right? Where I'm like working hands here, doing foils or, you know, wh whatever the, the real meticulous Whatever thing. movements are. And I was starting to have issues with my fingers, and I'm like, oh, no. So I started doing some thinking, and I'm like, well, it's women's hair that's doing this to me because this is what's happening. Like, I'm in the middle of me doing women's hair, it was my hands are falling asleep. So to make a long story short, we moved up here, uh, me, uh, my son, and my son's mother. Um, we moved up here, and uh, I was back trying to find a clientele, a female clientele. And it was hard because uh, there's a lot of good hairdressers up here. Yeah, the area, there's wow. no short supply on pizzerias and hair salons. This is true. And also at the time, like girls were wearing their hair like purple and silver, and I'm like, what the? F I'm like, it, it. listen, if I made somebody's hair purple in my day, it was I fucked up. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, now it's like you know I don't want to say now, um, but like, um, you know, more so now, girls are wearing that, and I'm like, no. I don't want to do that. That's crazy. Like, it's cool looking, but I don't want to do that. Like, I'm too old for this shit. I'm gr it's, it's going past me. So I needed to reinvent myself. So it was, like, thankful because my fingers were numb, right? And, uh, you know, I started getting into men's hair. And, you know, doing the more men's hair I was getting, the less numb I was getting. So I, uh, I'm like, okay, th I think I found something here. Mm. So, yeah, I got... got a couple good jobs. I jumped around a little bit just because it wasn't, I was at one space, didn't work out. Another one, I didn't like the vibe, but it was cool and I learned a lot. And then from there, I have to, you know, I worked at the previous place. Mm -hmm. And uh, thankfully, he had hired me back from before. I'm very thankful to him. John McKenna is a great guy. Um, yeah, he does a good, I, he does a good business. Yeah, John's a great guy. You know, he's good. He lets... He lets us sit back and work. It doesn't bother you. And I'd spent, you know, three and a half, four good years there with him. And, uh, you know, we'll, I'll talk about, you know, when I left to open up this, John was, like, extremely um, 
gracious in saying, Doug, congratulations, I'm really happy for you. You know, and usually in this industry, if you quit, they're like, all right, pack your Dude, stuff you're up. dead to me. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to look over your shoulders on the way out. Yeah, John's like, how long, how much longer do you want to work, man? Like, when do you, when are you going to open up? You know, work as long as you want. And I'm like. Yeah, that says a lot about changed, him. He changed, not, you know, I've always thought that would be cool to do, but John made it real for me. And mm. that made it, you know, it hit home. So I have a lot of props to him. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's actually, that says a lot about him. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know what, like. He that was done for him, I think, when he opened up his place from the Bowens there. So okay. th- he passed that on. Somebody set that trend for him. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to whoever that was that, you know, set that good vibe. Linda and Tracy Bowen. Yeah. The whole family, yeah. So, um, you know, from there, it was just like I felt like now I women's hair passed me and then I reinvented myself. And now I don't want to say I'm passing men's hair, but I'm passing the place that I'm in. And I need to invent something new. And there's nothing that exists, at least around here. I've seen it in my travels. Mm. That's that in between like a hair salon and a barbershop. And this is, I feel, what I've created, you know, through my techniques, through my skills, and, you know, what I built in here and the experience. You know, yeah. we're, not, we're not like a, a walk-in uh, mm. assembly line. Yeah, definitely not anymore, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so what are you, what are you doing for like... Are you going to have to, like, make a lot of adjustments when, like, everybody reopens back up on, like, the 8th? Quite honestly, yeah, we'll have to make adjustments for sure. We're going to make adjustments by uh, extending the appointment times. I said in the beginning it was going to be an hour instead of a 30-minute appointment. Mm. I don't need an hour to cut your hair, wipe everything down, and then, you know, wash up. I could do that. So we'll book a 45-minute appointment. Yeah, I will say you... How, you did yourself a huge favor just by, I mean, your shop's always super clean. Thanks. Not even, not blowing smoke because I'm trying to like promote you or anything, but like I'm always like, damn, it takes a lot of work to keep a place that's like doing this turnover and you're cutting hair. Like you're making a mess every day. You make a mess, mess. of a living just like we do. You got to clean up. And like the way a job site is maintained in, you know, my experience says a lot about like if you're taking the time to clean up all the time, like it says like, all right, know i care that little bit extra mm-hmm. so i mean i don't do you think it'll be a lot more effort on your behalf to maintain this little bit new standard since you're already pretty high up there on the cleanliness you know what the only thing that i think would be i i, I want to do different because quite honestly like you go through the checklist of uh you know stay away from crowds you know do crowds here you know i have a haircut i have a two you know these two other chairs matt always has a haircut and this chair is empty at the point at the moment um, you know, there's Matt, his haircut. The only person that's waiting for him is possibly his client's mom or girlfriend or friend. So there might be one person in the waiting room. And, mm. then, and then the same thing with me. Either mm. my people come by themselves and nobody's waiting or they come with maybe one person. So at the most, there's two people in the waiting room. Okay. Mm. And, um, you know, from there, there's social distance. You know, the waiting room's big enough. Yeah, so it's Matt and it's I are big far space. away from each other. We're also keeping a three-foot distance from our clients. My arm's about three feet, and I'm always like this far away. So I feel confident in that. If I need to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask, no problem. Gloves, I'm kind of against gloves because, you know, SP. You need that textile. Yeah, and a little sweaty palms, too. And it's not a good feeling, you know, when you're working with your tools. You don't, uh, I, I just don't want that. I'd rather have clean hands at all times. Mm. 
Um, then from there, you know, the only problem what I see in barbershops, quite honestly, is that I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble for this. Uh, I won't get in trouble, but it's like barbershops. These guys use the same capes on everybody, right? Um, There's no stipulation for the cape. Listen, these capes on me are water. Excuse uh-huh. me one sec. Yeah, grab, grab, grab water. This cape thing's gross, bro. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> okay. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, hair salons, we'll go back to that. You know, every we have 100 million capes. You know, everybody gets a different one. Usually, mm. you, know, you get shampooed, the assistant shampoos you or whoever's cutting your hair shampoos you, puts a fresh towel, right, and grabs a fresh cape for every haircut. It's in hair salons, right? Mm. Excuse me, barbershops. This cape probably hasn't been washed in like a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying this cape, mine are, I have probably 10 capes that I use. Mm. <coughs> and, uh, you know, and I know this because I've worked in barbershops. And I'm like, it's gross, man. And uh, the only thing that keeps you away is these little strips that, to be honest with you. That's not doing shit. They don't do shit either. So that's, that's gross. That's gross. Um, the thing that I am going to change is uh, I'm going to look to get, like, more capes. Mm. You know, they're expensive. But then also look to pop possibly, are there paper capes that I can get? Or can there, is there another, you know, system that I can use to just have disposable capes? That's huge, man, because it's all your, your, that's straight contact. Or just cut them upside down. <laughs> just to have you come in upside down, just like, <laughs> let all the hair just like fall down. You won't need capes at all, yeah, dude. Yeah, that would be expensive. So. <laughs> or you could create like a vacuum, yes. like a wind tunnel, cut them in a wind tunnel. Listen, this is, you're, you're smarter than me, so <laughs> you, you come up with that, I'll use it. I mean, we could probably build a redneck wind tunnel. I don't know anything about that. Let's, I mean, YouTube's out, out here for us. Look at me, I, had a, I started a podcast. <laughs> 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 I don't know anything about any of this stuff. No, that's just capes. That's huge. No, nah, I never, I guess. Always clean. Like, you always got to. Would know. not have been on my radar at all. Yeah. The clips, too. Like, that spray. Mm. You know, you got to, every time you pick it up, you got to spray it because it was touching somebody before I picked it up. Yeah, I don't know when I started. I don't necessarily consider myself a germaphobe on any level. Um. But it probably wasn't until I started getting tattooed a lot yeah. that I really started to, like, pick up on places like barbershops. I mean, I also did work in the restaurant industry for, you know, a significant amount of time. So that makes me hyper aware when I'm in restaurants because right. I'm like, yo, you're, you're like, you don't clean your soda, soda stuff or, like, you don't, like, you don't wipe your bottles down. Like, these lids on these bottle tops haven't been changed in ever like you know the places you go into and then and then you go into the construction industry and that warps you even more like you're starting to get like you're a handy guy i wouldn't say starting to um but like you walk around places probably and be like dude how much did you pay for this like this is jacked up work like you start noticing flaws and everything so i think maybe that's just like in some people's nature they just want their environment i'm not saying other people's way is wrong i used to think it was wrong but, like, I've learned to just accept that, like, some people don't want their environment the proper certain way that I see my environment being. And, like, that's kind of like how, like, I guess that's just kind of how, like, that sets you apart. If you can do that a good way, like a beneficial way, like harbor that energy, um, 
you know, pops up in like your hybrid barbershop salon. Right. But like you, it can also be like counterproductive where like had you stayed at a other barbershop, you could have just been like the angry dude in the corner that's just like, you guys aren't as good as me. Yeah. Like, but instead you're just like, hey man, like I'm just going to do it. Like, like that's what, that's why I get, dude, all these challenges that go around the internet, like the, especially the fitness challenges. Cause I, you know, I like to work well, out like, like, you know what I'm saying? 10 push up. Dude, I'm just like, are you <laughs> kidding me? 10 push ups, dude. Or somebody will challenge me to something and I'll be like, dude, I'm not participating in this cause you're going to quit on day two. Yeah. So I'm not even going to like, like, why don't you just do it? And then I'll be like, oh, good for you. Yeah. And then you'll feel good, good about yourself, and then we can all just be right. like, Whatever. Like, why you got to challenge me and shit? Instead of tagging <laughs> me and like, now, nah, man, like, what, you, now you want me to watch you do this? Okay. The one so. thing, dude, the one thing we talked about, like, when we recorded, Jonathan and I uh, recorded a podcast the other day, and we talked about, like, the need for everyone to make a conscious effort back to local business. Well, like, well, there's, like, I feel like multi-level. It's, like, we should all be buying everything from the United States if that we can soon. Just Absolutely. to, like, just to, like, get this. Because, you know, you got to take care. And then, like, I was saying that, like, in a real, real desperate time of need, your country, yeah, but it's, like, your local economy that is going to put those cans of food in your mailbox for you. You know what I'm saying? The person in California and L.A. is not going to ship you a turkey. Or anything, you know, they're, like, they're not going to be like, hey, like, even if they don't know you, like, somebody, like, locally, like, me and you know a decent amount of people that if, like, you heard somebody in need, and you called me, and I called so-and-so, and, like, all they needed was this, and we knew the guy that had it, like, we would just be like, yeah, dude. Yeah. But, like, if, how are we going to relate to that person all the way across the country? So, like, everybody's, like, really, really hyper-purchasing Amazon things, and, like, you know, people that, like, my mom, for instance, is, you know, seven years old, never had an Amazon Prime account, now she does. Now she's ordering a vacuum on Amazon. Like, so it's just, I think everybody's going to have to, in order to, because it's going to be a struggle. I think people like yourself that kind of like offer that like premium service, like everybody's going to have like, a, a like get hurt by this, but like right. people will survive like you know, yourself that like when competition gets thick, you're already competing at the top of your game, so you'll be okay. But like re what I was saying is that like everybody should make be like, hey, and I was doing this, what was I doing this with the other day? I was going to buy arrows for my bow. Mm -hmm. And I'm like texting my buddy. I'm like, dude, what website do you order arrows from? And he's like, dude, just call Bob and AJ's. And I'm like, dude, we're locked down. Like, I'm not driving all the way up there. And then I was like, dude, what am I doing? I'm like, it's 45-minute drive. Those dudes need, like, why? I, I should be buying my arrows for them just like they should be purchasing an addition from, like, not like them specifically, but, like, I think, I mean, nobody... I don't think anybody can order a haircut on Amazon yet, but like there might come a day where like the fucking robot shows up into your garage, clips you yeah, up, and then goes like, you know, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Dude, this is why I got into this business because I'm like, it's recession proof no matter what. Do people need safe? They want to look good no matter what. Yeah, look. You know, maybe recession proof. Everybody's gonna get a haircut. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, you. This area is so busy for that style of business anyway, that, like, maybe people at, like, the desperate level of people will, like, instead of getting their haircut, like, I know guys that get a haircut every week. Yeah. And then, like, there's me who I just, like, I see you more than I get my haircut. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of just wing it.
like I'm like I'm feeling growing in I guess and then like I see a dope haircut on like I see like I don't know I'm honest to god I probably like catch an episode of Chicago Fire and I'm like dude that guy's haircut is sick and then I'll show up with you and I'll be like cut my hair like this <laughs> <laughs> with a head full of hair yeah hat headed hair yeah let's go we go wash yeah, it up dude I always do you dirty you're always like dude wash your hair not at all man well that's the other thing you know that's that I feel like to offer you know is that you got dude you gotta wash people's hair before you cut it. Most barber shops don't wash hair. Andrew, you're in you're in the construction business, right? Whatever, yeah. the, whatever the term is, right? You sweat. You're in a hat. You're here. You're there. Drywall like, dust. Most barber, like yeah. you go to a barber shop, right? They're gonna you're gonna take your hat off and they're gonna cut your hair the way it's right there. Yeah, and it looks like I'm shit. Like, I go home and I wash it, and I'm, I'm just like, like, what the? So yeah. Wash, if you come in with any quarter dirt in your hair or you gotta wash, you got to wash the hair. Yeah, I would try. like That's when clean. Sanitation. Clean hair is sanitation. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Yes. <laughs> We're just going to get like a slum. I'll be like clean hair, sanitation. People. I mean, that's that's all the things. But the thing, these barbershops that exist, they don't have, they don't, they probably have shampoo bowls, but they don't use them. Dude, you would wash my hair, whatever barbershop you were cutting my hair in. Even if their sink was unused, you were using it. Absolutely. And I always was like, that was one, that was probably, that was probably one of two things, probably one of three things that made me like latch onto your service. The second one was the, like the way you would always trim my beard no matter what. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even ask. Like next thing you know, I'd open my eyes up. I could be exhausted or something. I open my eyes. I'm gonna be trimming my beard. I'd be like, I look amazing. Like, nice. none of you clowns are trimming my beard. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, I'm telling everybody about this guy's shot. Like, you guys are, like, the, the 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 I don't know. It's no one's fault, but like the expectation nowadays, at least in like the sheltered area that we may live in, like the expectation is like you just get good service. Yeah. Like. And then it's just like, and then when I was like working in like the restaurant business, like people would just be like, you would get these tips and you would be like, I, I like, dude, I was so like, what did I do? And they just were like, yeah, good service. Like, good, thanks. And it's like, oh, well, it's not appreciated as much as, I mean, maybe until you have that like secondhand, ex that like that uh, opposite hand experience, like you work in the business mm -hmm. that you appreciate that extra little service. Or maybe you just subscribe to that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's just how you base your life. Everybody's, I mean, everybody's different, though. I mean, there's guys that come in my chair, they sit in anybody's chair, they look in the mirror, no matter how awesome I feel like I cut their hair or whomever had cut their hair, they look in the mirror and like, oh, hair's cut, and they walk out the door, they don't care how it looks, right? Or they go to the kid who just started two weeks ago, oh, hair's cut, oh, it's sticking up a little bit in the back here, but it'll grow. <laughs> so some people don't care and some people care. Mm. I I prefer both, but I also like, you know, I like to be pressed, you know, into like, you know, a really good haircutting, you know, mm. just like, you know, you know, we're, I could, I, I, I look at a lot of the things that you do and all the detail that goes involved in all the things that you and your team build and the detail that it takes is just, ex it, it's, I think it's exquisite. You really. want, you want to hear why I think that recipe exists. It's from social media, pretty much. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I already have a huge ego. I love to compete. Like, I wake up every morning, right. like, let's fuck, let's do this. Like, yeah. let's work out, let's sit on Google, let's learn, let's hit it, let's hit those meetings. Like, I just, like, I do hit that point at the end of the day where I'm just, like, like I hit that hard crash. That's right. just my style. And, like, so, like, you got to have that, like, level to bring the bring whatever perfection or craft or whatever you're doing, you want to do 100 million percent. Yes. And But the other thing is, like, and a lot of people see this as a negative, and honestly, God, like, there's been times where I have, is, where like, where you go on Instagram and you see that guy, and you're like, dude, he's doing it better than me. I got to do it like that. Mm-hmm. So in our world of business, um, like, there's still the hacks out there, but there's a lot, like, there's, like, there's a lot of opportunity to be exposed to the best. So, like, you can go on Instagram, and, and even if they're sugarcoating or they're lying or whatever, you know, I've definitely seen a lot of that where, like, you get to know companies, like, you meet them through Instagram or social media, or maybe, like, there's, like, you don't really know them locally to you, but you can see their social media presence. So, like, you know there's, like, a little bit of smoke and mirrors game yeah. going on, which is fine. It's whatever. I don't Fake people, it till you make it. Yeah, people do that stuff. Um, and you see these people representing themselves, and you still have that chasm of people that, like, are doing it true. They're proud of their names. They wake up every day, and, like, they won't leave a product. Like, I know people that have lost money. And they don't even, like, they, they have to care. But, like, they want the product to stand on its own so hard that they're willing to be like, we're going to delay all these other projects until this is perfect. And I respect when I started like seeing that on it, like and seeing dudes like being like at least representing themselves that way. I was like, that's what I want my business to look like. I want people to look at what we're doing and get motivated to be the best that they can be because I'm bringing it so hard that they have no choice but to be that heat. I get in people's heads all the time. Like who, who's a good one? Like uh, Mikey who works at the photographer. Like he, like I've known him since he was a young guy yep. and he would come over to the house to hang over, hang out with like my brother and I, like after they, the two of them were still work at the restaurant, they would get off work and like, you know, hang out, do the teenager thing, drink Mountain Dews. And uh, I would see the drive in him then. And then he had Mikey's fine shines. And then he, you know, did the car thing. And people were like, dude, he's detailing cars. I'm like, no. And he was photographing the car. And then, like, next thing he was only detailing, like, Ferraris. And people are like, how the hell did this happen to a teenager? He's and I'm like, because he, he's a savage. Yeah, he's a he, beast. He just brings it. And that there's a lot of people out there that are looking at him, and they're like, damn, I have to, like, I have to do something different. Because, he, like, like, if – you can do it. And like, and I try and help, I try and tell people all the time, I'm like, dude, I'm not doing like, especially when they, they're like, Oh, you do this, or you do this. I'm like, look, like two weeks ago, I, I, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> so like, it was like, don't like, don't like, it's gotten, I'm like, I only have like, I don't have like that many. I'm sure for like people that have like tens of thousands of Instagram followers, it's really weird Yeah. because there's been like maybe a few occurrences where people are like, Oh dude, I watch your Instagram stories. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. What? Like, it's like they know you. Like, I've had cu- the biggest impact is that I've had that started to make me really, really go hard on the social media was the clients. I would go to, I would go to meet a new client. And this woman would let me into her house and be like, I've, I knew her my whole life. And it's because she'd been watching my dumb ass rant about, like, traffic lights for 10 minutes. 
last yeah. Tuesday. Like she just, she felt like she knew she you. She had a, a conversation with you in like her head. Even though I had never yeah. talked to her, she had seen enough of like my struggle, how totally. stupid as it was. And that's when it clicked. I was like, I was very insecure about sharing too much. Like I wanted to be very closed about it. Just share, just trickle it out. Right. And then people would be like, dude, now you just got to let it roll, man. When you just let it go, like 80% of the time it's golden. Like we love it. And I'm like, well, it's not really for you. Just like at the end of me just blowing up or like saying something that I think would educate you. Like it makes me feel better. It's purely selfish. It's like, hey, I just offer this piece of insight that helped me out back in the day. Like I'm going to ho hopefully I help somebody. And, you know, so every now and then, every now and then you find somebody who's like, dude, They'll message you or you'll you'll meet them in person and they'll be like, dude, man, I've been struggling getting up early and you just like you just like I've been doing this or like I've been working out a little bit more like, man, like I like you. You said something two weeks ago that just smacked me in the face. and like, I, I need to change this. Like, I appreciate it. And like that's happened maybe seven times. So and you're saying five. like those are the like little tidbits you'd always leave out like you you wouldn't you you would hold those back. And now you're sharing these now. Yeah, I would say it's been like it's been a slow progression over like two years. Right, right. It's been like I felt like I was like I I didn't want to be the guy that was like calling everybody out, mm -hmm. but I was like as m the more and more I saw a lot of like the Instagram fame and the you know people with fifty thousand followers, a three hundred thousand follower guy, like I'm like you're not, and this is like there's n not a fault thing, but like if you showed the transparency behind your real life, I could connect to you in the reality of how things actually are. Yeah. But if you put yourself too high up on a pedestal above people, like you're lecturing and like I'm perfect, like it's just like people are just like, dude, shut the, f shut up. Nobody wants to hear that because nobody can connect to you about it. So like the, the reason I did this was because I was like, well, how do we, how do we expand on the stories to the next level? Like, how do we get people to know other people? Like, how do I have a conversation that's, like, more than me and you just, like, promoting each other, like, in 15-second videos? Being like, yo, you should check this guy out. Like, how do I have a conversation with you and take, like, the people that I know, and now they know you as well as they know me? Mm -hmm. But your people also know me. Right. Because you're going to be like, hey, I was on this show. So, like, at the end of the day, everybody that's, like, worthwhile knowing is going to be known. Well, I like, I like the tidbits that you're starting to throw out a little bit, that you're feeling comfortable in starting to throw out, because I, I feel the same way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Because, you know, in everything you, you, you take in, it's like, oh, I got that. I'm not going to share it. Not, not, and not with that vindictive kind of thought. No. It's like you want it's yours, and like somebody else can learn it on when, at, when they spend 20 years doing it. Yeah, there's a now, it's yeah. a multitude, it's a multi-level, like the sharing, right. there's not always one reason, right. I think. But when I saw you start sharing, like, your, like, craft, like, I saw you do that, like, you had people in here before, before the virus, you had people in here. You did. And you put on, like, I was like, damn, I was like, you, you are going to make your barbershop better by making more barbers better. And that's counterintuitive. Like, uh, I, I think most people think the opposite. They're like, we're the best. We need to protect what we have. Not, we don't want to, we don't want to lift anybody else up because that would take steam away from us. Well, listen, this ain't grandma's pasta sauce. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, this isn't something that, you know, after time, maybe in the past, you keep what you have and you take what you have and you roll with it. 
you know, now then you get to a certain level where you're like, all right, well, I got all this. Let me let me share some with the little guys to maybe to raise raise their standard, right? Because mm. you know where where we were in our career, say twenty years ago, the standard is extreme. Ex- it rose extremely, right? So now us as I guess the, I don't know. I'll call, I don't want to call us the seniors, and maybe in my industry, I feel like I'm. You know, I think yours goes above and beyond the carpentry. It's just. Yeah, I get, so I, d- I get what you're saying about like where you're you are, your experience yeah, meets I mean, in your age. Years in barbering, you know, there's it, 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 there's not a lot of that around there. There's gonna be a lot. There is a lot, but you know, there's you know some people uh, lose their way. Mm. But you know, talking about sh- you know sharing things, you know, it it does. It's nice to share things. It's you know why also because it it shows you know these talking about clear things that we all know that are all uh you know you know what you're talking about you know when you're when you're teaching it you know you're you feel confident in you know speaking in the area you know, it's proven in, right yeah you're confident you're you're taking that you're taking i i felt like personally that i'm taking that step by myself to take me to the next level all right because i could just keep on doing haircuts and keep on doing haircuts and keep on doing haircuts you know the only way that i'm going <coughs> to is to raise my prices even more so mm. right okay so you can only r- only raise your prices so high right now i need to grow my business all right now i need to grow those around me so i need to, you need to add people or grow my barber i need to add us another barber in here so with that why not share all my experience you know because the only you could share your techniques and whatnot but if you have them proven you have them in your chair they're truly they're never going to leave you mm. Yeah, I. It's the same in our business. I'm not necessarily in the role of like, like I do do hands-on training. Mm-hmm. Like I'll show somebody how. Like if I if I know, like like usually it's spackle. Like I'm a spackle wizard because I'm in and out like magic, and that comes in handy. Like I don't ever like I don't ever end up spackling a whole house or taping spackling a whole house. But like when we're getting ready to deliver a brand new custom home. And our electrician was in two weeks ago and had to cut a hole in a wall to get that extra wire for that speaker system that the family added last minute or whatever. Like, we're not calling the big company to come patch that up, but it still looks needs to look professional. So, like, it would benefit me to teach somebody else how to do that so I don't have to be the guy to, like, right. leave. So, it's like, weird little things like that. That's, like, a weird explanation. But, I'd like, people in our industry would connect to that. Um but I turned a tide. I don't know what I was listening to. It was definitely something that I either read or listened to from somebody in that personal development space. You know, all those guys that are like, you need to do this or you need to, you know, crush your five power list, your five person power list, like one of those like rah rah guys. Yeah. And he said something about like, you're going to lose people. So, like, if you want to grow your company, like, you need people to grow your company. Like, especially in in our company, like, you need more people. But, like, everybody's so fearful. Like, when they interview people, they want to, like, they want to vet them in a way that's, like, how likely are these people to leave me in six months, one year, two years, five years? And, like, they they set up this relationship like it's a goddamn marriage and, like, a one-sided one, one one-sided marriage where it's just, like, I need you, I'm going to teach you, but you can never leave. You can never want more for yourself. 
I can want more for myself, and that's why I own a business. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't. That's what you're. That's what you're saying when you do that. And when like that's not that's not the way it was presented to me. But that's like the summarized version, right. the spark notes, and I, it smacked me. I was like, oh, whoa, like. That makes me look at it completely different. So when I started going in, like when we rebranded, and then we, you know, we now we have two brands, and then like in terms of like the home building businesses, mm-hmm. um, and then we have like the shop. Um, we when we started to hire, one of the questions that I put on the like vetting application was, "Have you owned or ever thought of owning your own business?" And I only interviewed the people that checked that question, yes. Nice. Um, and then, you know, casualties of business. Ibso facto, we only have one of those people left from that style of hiring, um, Jose. His Instagram tag is um, the revivalist of life. I follow him, he's cool. Yeah, Jose's a really, really yep. calm, thought-out individual, and he has, like, his resume like, he didn't tell me his whole resume when, when we met, and he's, like, around the same age as me. But he's literally done every job. Yeah. Like, every job. And every, like, it's not like he went from, like, a barber shop. He didn't wash hair, and then he went cut hair, and then he went to, like, owning a shop. Like, he was, like, drove for SEPTA. Worked at TSA, <laughs> I think. Oh, then he so worked for closet. Did he work for a custom closet place? Like, he literally just, like, dude, he, has a, he is a sound, like, audio engineer. Like, he has, like, his own, like, side business for doing post-editing, which benefits us a lot because we do so much, like, all, like when we were getting into this and the video, like, he had a lot of, like, insight which benefited us outside of construction. So he came on to us with the desire to learn construction. And, like, he already had a little little business set up, and I was, like, very, like, impressed by the way he, like, he got, he understood the marketing on Instagram. And I was like, hmm, why don't you make it, why don't you make a Instagram hand, handle that like you can show your work because that's really your resume and he looked at me he's like you're cool with that like kind of like what i'm like dude be proud of what you do here every day because that's the only reason you're here and but what we didn't see coming was like he got so proud of it and that like another individual was upset and being like yo jose's on his phone all the time which he wasn't but I'd given him permission to be like, hey, man, make the Instagram stories at the end of the day. Show what we're, what progress we're doing on this project. Like, take, this is, this is Jose's job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're here during the day, like, this is you. Like, this is you, man. And now it's grown into the relationship where, like, Jose is actually, like, his own company. Like, he has, like, a business part. Like, he has, the way he supports our businesses is, like, his business now. So, like, he went from being our employee to, like, Jose's Instagram handle, which is, like, American Elm Designs, like, is actually his company. Right. So, like, so he has, like, he does do a lot for us, but he does other projects as well. People don't realize that. Don't you wish the other guy was like, hey, listen, Jose's doing all this stuff. What can I do to make myself better? Yeah, he, he was out of there. Yeah, so that's, you know, hopefully anybody that hears this or yeah. but inspires me to say, instead of hating, you know, as well, hey, man, like, what? can I do to make myself better? Yeah, and it's just like, I I realized that like, in or, no one is going to care. I forget who said this to me. It was definitely something at La Stala. Like some, somebody, some drunk dude at La Stala, some successful businessman was, was probably like, uh, was it on a Thursday night? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody was lit. 
And I was like, you know, trying to like, you know, teach me about business. And somebody was like, I, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. I won't name drop. They indicated that like no one will ever work as hard on your business as you do. But if you do find that person, you just have to pay them. And I'm, I may have said this on the podcast before, but you just pay them. Because <laughs> like, you're just like, I found you. That's not going to happen ever again. And that person has the ability to blow your business out of the water. Because yeah. like now you have two of you. Like Unless you have a business partner and that doesn't always work out well. Um, it's like, I mean, it's like with any relationship, it takes a lot of work. Anybody that's like negative 100% on business partners is just an idiot and didn't do it right. Um, but it's a struggle. It, like it's not to be painted yeah, as something you, that's you easy. Gotta, you, you're, you're, yeah. you're blessed to have him and you, you know, keep him as long as he possibly can. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Because that's how I have with Matt. Yeah. You know, Matt, excellent barber. I'm just thankful he's 28 years old and he's married and wants kids because that's going to, you know, he wants Lock a house. Him in. He wants a house too. So right there, he needs to work. You know, guess what? You need to work, bro. Here's a chair. I'm going to give you every client that comes in the door. Yeah. So I'm going to keep that as long as I possibly can. And then to treat him great. And he shows up to work every day. You know, he's, he's my, you know, you know, your Jose, Jose yeah. you know, Jose, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he hustles. he's going to come back. Yeah. He says, dog, I need to work. I'm going to work six days a week. He's seriously going to work six days a week. You know, <laughs> imagine that. You know? Yeah. I think, uh, we like, we forget who I was talking about it the other day, but, Somebody had mentioned to me, like, well, when things start going back to normal, and this is the new normal, like, it will never be what it was. Like, that's just, it never works that way. Even when things are perceivably 100% good, it's never going to be like that yesterday. Yesterday was yesterday. That's yeah. what I call it yesterday. It's going to be weird. And uh, this, like, now I remember who it was, but they were saying, um, you are going to see people valuing, like, their time more. Or they're going to be like, hey, look, I'm working four days. Like, I want to be home with my family three days a week. And I took the opposite side. And I was like, I think opposite. Because people are now in a position where they're like, whoa. Even if I had savings, it still got hit a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even if you know we're crushing it in business, like your portfolio is getting, still getting beat up. Week One week it's up five, next week it's down five. So, like, it's like you, everybody's in their reality is experiencing the struggle. I think when people start coming out, they're going to come out like wild banshees. Like everybody's going to come out of this swing. So. You know, I was because everybody, at least gonna, the people I talked to, everybody got the taste of what it's like to be sitting home. And uh, I, to be honest with you, the first say two weeks that this happened, I'm like, eh, you know what? This is going to be kind of cool. Well, okay. you got to make it work for yourself. <clears throat> so yeah, I sat in and did nothing. Well, I didn't want to say I did nothing. <laughs> I, you know, just my, my hobby is woodworking and b building furniture and whatnot. You know, every every barber wants to be a carpenter. <laughs> Is that a thing? And every carpenter wants to be a barber, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I have the hands for that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it just is my fun little side stuff. But now it's time. I'm like, bro, I need, I, I, you know, I'm playing, like, FIFA 19, you know? like. <laughs> Yo, I saw you went pro. I you went, well, semi-pro. Semi-pro. From amateur to semi-pro. Oh, okay. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> and then I got a post. It was like, yo, dog, there's FIFA 20. FIFA 20's out now. And I'm like, yeah, you like exactly. <laughs> Someone sent it to me. <laughs> I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, we got to open barbershops <laughs> back up. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I don't know what I was getting at, but I was just. just Matt's coming back to work on it. And yeah, he's 20%. texting me. He's ready to go six days a week. But it's the eighth, gonna, right? Yeah, well, that's the stay-at-home order. Well, you know, yeah, I think it'll be the eighth. What would happen right now if you cut, like, if you were open? 
do you even know? If I get reported, I think I would get a fine, and I don't know. I think my guess would be maybe my license would be, you know, hit or whatever that means. Um, so, so. I would be in the paper. I would be on Facebook. I would be, <laughs> you know. Yeah, this I think the social the social shaming was probably singing. the biggest the biggest aspect of this whole thing. What's that? The social shaming. Like, people being like, you don't have a mask on, you don't have a mask. Like, I'm sure that's probably what, like, the biggest pressure to wear a mask will be. If, it did, if like, they market the whole needing to wear a mask out in the world, well, it would just yeah. be like, hey, look, this is the stigma now. Like, you are gotta you going to be wearing it? Like, when are you going to be wearing a mask? Uh, <laughs> grocery store. Yeah, I mean, if if I have to wear a mask... Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, dude. I'm not the guy with the the AR-15 on the steps of City Hall, being like, we're, "We're, it's America, the Constitution." Like I do feel like there's some constitutional things that should be brought up. I think that's not unfair to talk about. I don't think anybody needs to be taken up arms over it. That's too far. There is a middle ground. I think most people are in the middle ground. There's like some things concerning going on in the policies, but there is, there are people dying. They're like the threat of the virus has gone up and down. Different people have their experience. Like, so it's such, it's not like a one size fits all situation. So like, I'm kind of like, you know what? Everybody needs to worry about like their own personal well-being, number one. Then you need to worry about your financial well-being, number two. And then if those things are good to go, like help somebody else out. And then maybe talk some shit. Like I'll joke around and talk some shit or I'll see something weird or read something and like, I, I did get called out for being a little angry a few days in a row, and that's probably because I was just pent up at home. But, like, for the most part, like, as long as you, if you don't have enough to worry about in those three things, you need to fill up those things more because, like, it's just not, like, there's, like, you got to work, like, if there's enough on my plate to worry about, like, me making sure I'm, like, hydrated each day. <laughs> like, I don't have time to be, like... But, like, if I'm not going to make the waves and be like, no, I'm not wearing a mask. But, like, if you're like, hey, to go in the grocery store, you got to wear a mask. Yeah. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna wear a mask. I'm, I'm not even going to give it two thoughts. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, that's, that's, the new, that's the new age, you know. You go to a, a crowd, you wear a mask. If I feel like I'd feel comfortable in here, I don't have to wear a mask. Cause there's yeah, dude, if I can't. Four or five people in here. If you came in safe. and gave me the option, like, if that's what we're talking about here, if you were like, hey, man, like, how do you feel? Like, if you came in here, would you want me to wear a mask? No. Right. No. I've, and I've, you got, I gotta be open to if someone say, would you mind wearing a mask? I'd be like, eh, in my head, I'd be like, you're fucking weird, man. But yeah, gotta, but it's like, gotta put one on. Yeah, it's just kind of like, all right. Like, I mean, I don't think it's so much even the fact that like somebody made a law about it. It's more like those are your customers. And if that little, like, wearing a mask is an inconvenience and it's kind of like annoying, but it's like not something that's like, so overly dramatic like so such an ask that you just won't do it you know what i'm saying yeah, i know All if anybody i've seen a few like posts where like, we're not wearing that. like i'm like yeah but why what's the point like what what do you by like what and they're like kaepernick kneeled in front of the flag we're not wearing these masks and i'm like what the f- is that connection <laughs> I mean, you yeah, got you got like lot, two man. things saying. I mean, like you're saying a lot there, guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, we're, it's re- just we're reading the same posts, it's it's dude. Like. It's like, and it's not. Yeah, we're reading. It's probably different people, and it's like yeah. those people are seeing some celebrity that said something, and then they're just re- like whatever. But you know what I'm saying? 
What are you What are you doing in terms of like? Do you think you're gonna need to do any marketing or like deals or I don't prices or like what's like I don't believe in deals, but like I don't, I don't know what you're doing. I don't, I don't believe in deals, you know, because I, I mean, my haircuts are thirty bucks. I feel like that's a deal already, you know. Like, what were they before twenty five, and then they're before twenty. Like, what? You know, there has to be money made. You know, there has to be progress. Yeah, if you want the service, you got to pay for it. Yeah, and there has to be like, listen, I, I, I'm not out there driving. I don't have a Ferrari out there. You know, I don't have a. I'm a jeans and t-shirt guy. I don't need much more. So, the price is already discounted, right? Mm-hmm. So that's I, I'm kind of firm with that. If I want to give something, I'm going to give a free haircut because it's I'm gifting it. Like here it is, man. I don't want to be like, oh, it's twenty percent off. No, I would just rather give it to you from my heart. Yeah. You know. So. Do you think you'll have to raise prices at all? I, I know no one wants to talk I about because like, like you're extending the time that it might take you. So if you did ten haircuts a day, if now you do yeah. seven, like you over the course of a year, that thirty percent or so. Oh yeah, I do. I feel like for no, and I'm, I'm, I may not do it, <coughs> but I also may. Um, you know, I may put a premium on it just for the time that, um, you know, we have to extend these haircuts for forty-five minutes because then truly I don't need forty-five minutes to cut someone's hair and clean. I just need thirty minutes. So the 45 would just be in the beginning for me to get used to things, for the clients to get used to things, and then get a flow, and then and then see how that rolls, go from there. And then, yeah, possibly put an extra five bucks on top of it. You know, and then my thought also would be to, uh, you know, I don't know what situation other people are in, so I don't want to be selfish and be like, well, I'm bumping my prices. I have a lot of clients that are extremely generous. And, you know, to the fact that... <laughs> Hey, you know what? My price is thirty bucks, and um, you know, not saying this to them, but in their mind, it's like, you know what? I got a little extra money. Let me, let me, let me, let me greasy a little bit more, if you can. You mm. know, that's always nice for people to do. You know, I've had guys. You know, I met them at their house. You know, I've done a handful of haircuts since, and you know, all most of them throw me a hundred bucks. Mm. You know, just to help. And then I've had a couple guys. They throw me thirty bucks because that's all they that's all they have. Mm. So they all kind of mesh together. Mm-hmm. So my personal thought I could take from my clients, and that's like I feel like the consensus of the area. I feel like it would be selfish of me just to be like, all right, I'm going to go from here to here. I'm going to just, you know, have those people that have the big hearts help me out because it's truly needed. You know, it's like we all need it. Like we haven't had it income in three four weeks that's that's a lot yeah that's i mean i would say nine like i I mean i don't know what the number is but i'd like to say 99 percent of people are relating to that like i mean even if you make even if you're like most people are living paycheck to paycheck even if you make a lot of money yeah you're still you still have the boat like so everybody's struggling struggling differently right it's nobody's you know nobody's right to so the proper mar the marketing and whatnot I feel like the best marketing, you know, I, I feel like I'm sure, I, I don't want to say I'm doing it, but I feel like I'm doing the right thing. I'm probably, I should be doing more, but I kind of don't feel like it because I'm getting, um, not lazy, but I'm getting just content with mm. things. I feel confident in my clientele is not going to, you know, they're not, they're not going anywhere. Um, I feel uh, you just have to reiterate and like reasons why. You know, you guys come here. You guys come here because we're good. You guys come here because we're clean. And you guys come here because, you know, it's a private place. Mm-hmm. You know, and all those 
all those things. You just you have to keep telling every once in a while, but I don't need to hit a beat a dead horse. Mm-hmm. I feel like other barbershops in the area really need to uh, figure out kind of regroup and see what they're doing, you know, with, with you know, sanitation for the current, you know, current um, situation we're in, mm-hmm. you know, to clean up, clean up things. Yeah. And I'm point. not just talking, you know, where I'm talking everywhere, like the whole barbershop system around the world. It's what do you think are, is going to happen? Like, even though people like we're going to be allowed to go back to restaurants, mm-hmm. I haven't looked into like what extra things they have to do. Like, have you been like ordering takeout or like what? Like, do you have, like how do you think the r- local restaurants will fare or you know thrive in this like newer economy, new, new uh, Corona nation? I mean, we're talking about. I think restaurants. Me personally, I can just speak for myself. Yeah, speak for yourself. I'm probably not going to be going to any bars or restaurants. You know, mm-hmm. within for I can't even tell you the next when I'm going to be able when I'm going to go. Mm. Um, not that I went really much in the first place, but even more so, even more so now. Um, you know, I can cook at home. I've been cooking at home. Yeah, know. you can cook. Frozen frozen meals are fine too, or you know, I I can eat. Right? Yeah, and uh, you know, the young kids, you know, I'm not gonna be taking them anywhere. Um, yeah, I feel like look at look at the. Ru- I mean, we're talking about like this current bailout that PPP that just came out that completely failed small businesses. You know, look at we're talking like that. We're supposed to have small business protection when it doesn't. We don't get any smaller than this, right? Mm. And then you get companies like Ruth Chris Steakhouse getting twenty million dollars from that PPP. Yeah, and well, their profit last year, I think, was I read was forty-two million. A lot of money, right? So like, I, I understand you distributed the profit, but like somebody owns you and you're rich. Yeah, like what's mind up? you, they have restaurants around the world, and each one profited, I think, three hundred thousand dollars. So that equaled. That equated to forty-two million dollars, but still, right? They got twenty million. Listen, why, why, why not give me twenty grand, right? Or even instead, it's why not just give me five grand? You know, isn't that a small like loan that would cover rent and whatnot? I just that's just the mass confusion. I feel like there's anger, right? So there's, I don't, I'm not angry, but I'm kind of pissed off that like fucking Ruth Chris Steakhouse got this huge loan. Yeah, how are they a small business? Okay, so now I'm never, I never went there before. I'm never going to go there again, right? Mm. And then I'm just kind of like, you know, to all those places, I'm sure all those corporate places got a huge chunk of that money, so I'm not going to go there. You know, I would go to local, I would go to De Lorenzo's. Oh, yeah. I know Matt, you know, Matt Longo's great guy. Um, Villa Rosa, right around here. I live in this area. Mm. You know, these are all family places. It's, for me, I mean, you know, me is, you know, pretty well. And me, a local guy, and I'll be supporting everything local. Yeah, we definitely. Restaurant-wise, I'll stop in restaurants. We live in a great area for food. Yeah. Dude, we literally, like, my wife and I, Ariel, I think we got, like, pre-Corona Nation, we had, like, we had the vault. And we had Indian Garden. Um... Lorenzo, like we went to the same four places all the time because, like, we're just like, I mean, if we would go out to New Hope or something like that, there's a tons of places to eat out at. But honestly, you find what you like, and you just like you like the people here. I like the bartender. I like yeah. this person here. I like going to see Matt. Like it's just like you get in your little niche. And I just hope I'm really worried that my niche restaurants are gonna get disturbed. So I'm definitely gonna do everything I can to promote the people, like or the barbershop. Like, dude, I would. 
be pissed if this place anything happened to your shop or like right. like so like there's definitely like there is a selfish drive to promote the businesses that like I need to promote well, but like if anybody's willing to like come on the show that like say like you're like hey dude like blah blah so and so the manager of this place or like you know from over or like guys from dealer rent like if you were like hey that you should talk to this guy on the show like I'd be like for sure because mm -hmm. I'd want to protect your you know, circle of, like, small businesses. Because, like, I think, and I don't know if this is wrong or right, but, like, I think that when you own a small business, you, like, I feel like everybody I know owns a business. Yeah. I don't really associate with people, very few people that come from, like, you know, cubicle land, mm -hmm. you know, keyboard nation. So I just don't. So, like, I know what the struggle is kind of going to be like for myself and for our businesses. And I'm like, God damn, if it's going to be like this for us and, you know, we're privileged in the sense that we're maybe a little bit more established than the guy who started in February, like, we need to really look out for everybody. Well, there needs to be leaders, man. You yeah. know, there needs to be leaders have to lead, you know, and you being one, you, you're, you're taking that, um, you're taking that foot. And I don't know, it's, you know, it's needed, number one, somebody's got to do it. And I'm happy to be you, you know. Yeah, I don't, it's definitely, it's definitely a selfish thing. It's just cool to do. It's cool to get everybody together. Like we were doing Bro, it with feed the, your ego, man. I dude, love yeah, it. like everybody's somebody's like, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody, be, be it. Here's the, here's the, the selfish philosophy that benefits everybody. If, like, the better you help people, the more money you can charge. The more people you can help at a certain rate the more money you make. Like, so if you're better at helping people and you want to translate it into money, that math checks out. If you're money. better at helping people and you want to translate that into, you know, just like psychic income, like you just feel good, it does it, does it for you too. So like not only are you getting paid eventually, it's a long burn. It takes like, you can't fraudulent be the guy that's like trying to like help clients build their nice house or help people, you know, start a business or right. help people maybe get in shape a little bit more like, or expose people to like weird random music videos on the internet that they otherwise would have been better off without or something like that. Like, like you turned down for what? <laughs> yeah, seriously. So like was like, all right, dude, if I help more people, that if I'm really change my life. <laughs> yes, seriously. I was like, it's too early. I got to share this. <laughs> if I'm going to be punished by this find, everyone's going to suffer. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I was like, if I just get, folk, I wasn't necessarily good at helping or leading or any of those things. So I was like, okay, if I only focus at being good at like helping you, even at like a little micro level, like eventually long term, it'll be better for me. And then, like, it got more and more. And then like, we had, like, we started having the beer and wood party. Mm -hmm. I mean, we only had one. We were going to do the second one, actually, let's say Tuesday. It was tonight. Mm. It was supposed to be the second beer and wood. And we had a lot of people turn out for that. Thirsty? Yeah, seriously. I'll get to it. This is my podcast. We'll there's, drink on beer and wood here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, my goal for that was to get, it was, like, the same thing as, like, hiring Jose because he wanted to own a business. Like, the goal was to, like, get as many people together that are either of an X caliber and then get a bunch of people together that want to be that caliber and get a bunch of people together that are above all of them and like get like a nice top down, no ego, like yeah. everybody's got their egos. We're a bunch of business owners, 
if you're if you own a business and you don't have an ego like i don't know for certain but you might not be so successful because like you really got to like want yourself to be great well it's actually you know it's like like you were talking about with your 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 the guy who works for you, Jose, mm -hmm. he w he wore every hat in every business there is, you know, so he could probably. It sounds like he could chum with the, you know, he could chum with guys that doing whatever work from this work to that work. So oh yeah, he can, you know, being a being a chameleon is, you know, it's so important in this day and age, especially with the world being so um, uh, progressive as it is now. Yeah, like rapidly changing. Rapidly changing, and you get like these. You get our the political opinions that are so boisterous and so powerful that you can you need to communicate with both of those. You know, you need to communicate with the people that are thinking this, and you need to communicate with the people that are thinking this. You know, you, uh, it's just if you're just communicating with one side, you're failing, bro. Yeah, you know? dude. Somebody said that. It's in everything. Somebody said that on like I try and I don't really go on Facebook too often. Um, like once every couple of days, I'll log in and like update our stuff. Um, and I, I caught a glance this morning Face when I was, plant. yeah, it's just, Facebook's just turned into just not, not my place. And I caught this glance of somebody's like update and it was like, I think it might've been Kevin Griffin at, who, who works at La Stala, And he was like, look, it's pretty funny. Man. Dude, he's pretty, <laughs> he's, he's really funny. Yeah. And his one thing was like, look people. And he's always like anybody, you can't argue with him. Because he never takes any polarizing point. But what he's saying is so true. It's like, it's a weird insight. Kevin's, right. he's a wise man. And he said, he said, um, look, like, if you are on any side of either of this, like, just the full side of it, chances are you, you're not doing too good. <laughs> like, he's like, chances are things aren't good. Like, it's just not that, it's right. not working. Like, if you even realize that it's just not working. That's genius. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, if, you do, like if you're like, if you really, really truthfully that far over there, there's we can't we can't do anything for you. Yeah. You just, you just, oh, like, you can come stuck. back over, but, like, you're stuck. Like, you're closed off, and, you know, it is what it is. But. Yeah, he says he comes together. He does. He comes together. Even, good dude, thoughts in person, sure. he's really funny. Sure. He's not just sharp on the internet, which is always nice, though. It's always nice to have that person, person behind the. The words actually be able to back it up. Like sometimes you got guys like just yeah, running it, posting those political boxing matches. Every time you see him too, he's hey, doing? you know, happy guy, sharp dude, like him. But uh, yeah. So I don't know, man. Dude, we just went for an hour and twenty minutes to just like I do. It went like easy. went by like way fast. We're definitely gonna have to do another one. Oh please, yeah. man, that was fun. Yeah, dude. Too like, what's uh, how do people find Doug? Like what's your what's your Instagram? Let's start with that. Well, Instagram is Trombino Hairco. Trombino T R O M B I N O Hairco C O. And yes. uh, the the logo for your company is legit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually modeled after me. I wish my mustache turned up like that. Not yet. No, I have a I have a really good people around me. Like my 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 book has everybody, you know, from from guys that do jobs that digging holes to, you know, guys that ride private jets, you know, and uh, they're all very supportive of me. And my one client that I have, um, Joe Joe Gatta, the guy's like my brother. He's a graphic designer, and uh, just a full on supporter of of me of Doug of you know everything I am and I him right. Mm. 
And uh, he's just extremely creative. And I said, hey, Joe, listen, I want to open up a barbershop. And would you please help me um, do the graphics? And his face just lit up, right? So he just exploded from that on me. You know, he helped me, you know, gave me this, helped me out with this. We came together. You know, we're, we had, what do you, and he's, we in our consultation, we're talking, like, what do you want? And just seeing the look on his face and how I, w- I felt like I was in a board meeting with, you know, he designs for whomever, whichever huge company that he's working for. I felt like I got that from him. So and you like, got like the Doug special that I get when I get my hair cut. He did that to you for your logo. Yeah, and he's, you know, a huge supporter of me. So he's I will say when you when you did well, the one shirt I got from you, I think it was the green one was the yeah, first shirt. Eagles. I got, yeah, the first shirt I got from you. Yeah. Um and I've printed a few shirts in my day. We had a bootleg t shirt company back in the day. Um <laughs> that some people still bring up. <laughs> and uh yeah. Shout out Everybody's to ball, shout out to Baller Brand. <laughs> Everybody's got to eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I like appreciate a fine T-shirt, and I picked it up, and I was like, "Damn, Doug! Like, yeah. how much did this cost? Like, these are some." And he's like, "Dude, it wasn't bad." Nope, hooked nope. me up, and I was like, "Dude!" And the shirt, that shirt, still to this day, I only wear. I wear the same three pairs of pants, right? And I wear like the same five shirts, and that's like probably like if we go on vacation, Ariel knows. Nice, it's coming like, with. I like, I like, I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. That's fourth shirt in there, green. Yeah. That's, that's got the Trombino. That's a Saturday night shirt right there, dude. Right? And I always like, and I always find myself if I get a couple beers in me, I'm always like, if I have it on, I did. I'm like, dude, this is Trombino. <laughs> hey, dude, look at this beautiful haircut. Yeah, I haven't got my nice. haircut in three months, and I'm gorgeous. Oh, like, man, <laughs> nice. yeah. The other benefit, um, how do people like book with you? I really think it's cool how you do your appointments. Yeah, everything's online. You know, going through Booksy.com. Um, it's an app on your phone. You just download app, Booksy. Yeah. You look download up your shop. Booksy, yeah. And it's like there's two apps. There's one yellow one and there's a teal one. The teal one is the one that you would download. Mm. The yellow one is for me, the master. Mm. So the teal one, and you just look up Trumbino Hairco, and, you know, it's very simple. Tap. Availabilities are just there. Just like this, tap and then tap and then tap, and then you have an appointment, right, with me or Matt. And either of us are excellent. I, I know I cut hair very well. Matt's very good too. Like he came to me excellent. And then now he's watching me, you know, a different hair cutter that he's used to. And now he's trying to do different things that he's doing. So I'm seeing him grow also. So there's two people in here that are very hungry and love, love, love cutting hair. Yeah. And I can't say, like I can't say enough good things about either of you guys. When I first met him, I don't, I like, I think maybe you were like in the bathroom and nobody was here and I came in to like get a haircut. And he, dude, he was like, like me, dude. me, dude, he literally got it like right off the bat. Yeah, I solid. Yeah. So dude, thanks for having me for having us. You kidding me? Those listening with their eyes or ears, whatever's going on, dude. I appreciate yeah, whoever's out there. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, man, dude, we'll, we'll, we'll hit like a little, a little elbow so we're not, we don't get fined or anything like that. I'll hug them later. Um, but Fine. yeah, <laughs> Fine. yeah, there'll be fines for hugs soon. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So this episode, Doug Trumbino, Trumbino's barbershop. If you live locally to us and you need a haircut, um, Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Everybody stay safe and healthy and clean. Come get your hair cut.